Hello, hello. Welcome to the Top Guys Movie Podcast. Today we're discussing high school movies. We've got a couple of guests with us. We've got JP, we've got Marissa, um, and I think it's a really good one. Give it a listen. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Top Guys Movie Podcast. This is your top guy, Jim Davis. I actually have quite a few other top guys with me today. I've got Justin, I've got JP, I've got Marissa. Justin, how's it going? We'll start with you. I'm doing well. Doing very well today. It's hot. It's very hot out here. It's hot in Austin, Texas, too. JP, how are things uh, where you're at? I'm great. Uh, I still have diabetes. No surprise. (laughs) (laughs) The uh, the beatus didn't go away? No, I did not. Uh, I poured myself a giant glass of shot enough to pop up. Ready to talk some high school oh, movies Jesus. and shows. Jesus. Let's do it, friends. Guardy, what did he say? Marissa, Marissa, welcome to the podcast. Marissa has, is our mystery guest because for the past like six or seven podcasts, we've tried to get Marissa to come on, and she couldn't do it. It was always a mystery. That's why she's the mystery guest. Marissa, welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you. Thank you so much, Jim. Happy to be here. Hey, Justin. Hey, JP. Yeah, I'd like to uh, hone on, hint on this section of it. Um, nothing wrong with Marissa. I love how we keep adding guests and we don't actually have a follower that we don't know. And so I think, and so like this strategy, here's what's going to happen with this strategy. And you guys are going to hate it. What's going to happen is we're going to start getting followers. And then the followers are going to make comments on like who they like and they don't like. Now, sure. unless this yeah. podcast is broadcasted inside a church, I am the clear person staying. Like, they're going to pick me. <laughs> so then it's between you three are all going to be toss-ups. Like, who's going and who's not? So, I mean, it is to what the it death. is. It's very important. So, I mean, well, Gordy, I want to make sure, so my friends Kirsten and Kaylee, shout out if you guys listen to this episode. I know you will. They subscribe to the podcast. Jim, not sure if you saw that. No, that's great. I thought, I thought actually, this episode, I thought we had more people actually on the podcast than actually subscribe <laughs> to the podcast. <laughs> well, they they gave feedback. Look, uh, Gardy talked about it. The dynamic of, you know, Gardy just says what he thinks. Jim, you're somewhere in the middle, and then I'm the discerning wannabe film critic. It's a it was a perfect description. That's the feedback they gave me. They said they loved it. Uh, they also listen on 1.5 speed. They said that Guardy is just an animal on 1.5 speed. So <laughs> yeah. you gotta keep it up. You can't understand yeah. a thing Guardy says at 1.5 speed. Marissa, Imagine. where do you think you fit into this dynamic? You've got me. I'm kind of like lukewarm water, apparently. Yep. Yep. Guardy, Guardy's fire. JP is ice. Where, where do you fit in all this? I think I'm the voice of reason right now. I definitely am going to provide a female perspective for sure. Um, We're going to dial it on back with some of the raunchiness. However, I'm going to ask some very specific questions as well. And I'm going to kind of bounce back onto some of the topics that you guys are going with and what you guys think is good, because I literally think the opposite. So I'm excited. Awesome. And it's great to have a female perspective involved. I I don't know if you were listening, but I think a couple episodes ago, I vowed to make this podcast, uh, I think, 30% less racist and and 15% less sexist. So we're working really hard. We added a female in. I think that gives us our 15% less sexist. For sure. Okay. Well, the topic today, ladies and gentlemen, is high school movies. I know Gardy's on fire about this topic. He absolutely loves it. Yeah. No, actually, there's a couple other line items uh, that based off this weekend. Okay, and then it's actually one, it's like three like sub line items of one big one. Okay. Gotta hit the line items. Let's do it. There is no point of kids. If you don't have, if you don't have kids, like, I'm not saying this like I would replace Nash. I'm saying this if I never had Nash. 
Like, mm-hmm. I, I know JP will be like, oh, there's a legacy, like passing down the Wojanovitz name or whatever the hell your name is. But it's like you have no legacy. <laughs> like, you're an account executive. You do computers. You like history. Like, you're not like, uh, there's no legacy of the Wojakachaki last name. And so it's like, <laughs> the kids the kids thing is getting out of hand. Like, summer's great. Agreed. You know, the, the, the pool thing is incredible because it's kind of like a babysitter. However, you got to make sure that the kid's not at the bottom of the pool. But otherwise than that, like, that wastes a lot of time. But it's exhausting. It's absolutely exhausting. Kids are exhausting. The kid keeps asking me, why don't I have a girlfriend? And I what, mean, do you, what do you say? I want to tell him all I want to do is eat butt. <laughs> however. <laughs> however. But what are you saying? I'm just like, I don't know. I'm just not the, you know. I just go, I don't know. Like, it's like, <laughs> like, and then I give him a candy bar and he shuts up. Like, oh, Take him swimming and he's good. Yeah. Like, I don't find kids hard. I don't find fathering hard. Like, that is scenario. I find it is exhausting for, like, just, like, he's has me doing everything. Like, skateboard. It's exhausting. And especially in 97 degree weather. So, like, don't have kids. That's. I concur. <laughs> no, I'm running around all over town. Due to sports ball camps, I you know have no childcare at the moment, and I'm constantly trying to figure out what to do with my kid. So, I agree yeah. with you, Justin. It, it's a lot, and that's why we're chugging wine and doing a podcast on a Wednesday, or at least that's it, what that's what I'm doing over here. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely exhausting. Um, now, listen, listeners, all you know the two lesbians and like us, and I think Braxton actually subscribed too. <laughs> You're <laughs> like. I'm not saying I would ever replace myself. Let's not go with that one. What I'm saying is, I, I just don't know why. I just, why No, you're, you're stuck. Everyone's stuck with their kids. You got your kids. Now there's nothing you can do about it. You got to yeah. love them. There, there have been many, many days where I'm like, I just want to burn my wallet and move to Mexico. Um, it's exhausting. <laughs> but, it's not but hard. It, it's exhausting. Is what but I, I feel like I've come over the hill. I feel like I've really, you know, crested. You have, Jim. You have. Like, my daughter's 11. My son's 8. They're kind of, they're a little more autonomous now. I, I, I love it. It's so great. I mean, I can leave them at home if I want to go to the supermarket or something. It feels really good. So, you know, there's ebbs and there's ebbs and flows. There's peaks and valleys with children. I'm saying don't don't throw the, don't kill the kid. Don't throw him out the window. That's all I'm saying. Nah. Um, it's just, you know, I mean, I'm ex- like that the next the Monday. After I drop him off at camp, because he's he's going to Jesus camp, and that's for another episode. Um, <laughs> he's gone three weeks Des Moines Christian uh, School for the Jesus or whatever. Is I don't it, know what da- it is. Is it day camp or is it sleepover camp? No, it's day camp. It's uh, they do like sports, they do activities, and then every now and then they trinkle that like you know I hate you know hate gays blacks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's the sports ball camp, but it's also a Jesus camp. So it's kind of the duality. Yeah, yeah. So they they trick you because you know the kids have fun, and then you know you just whisper like "black suck," (laughs) "Jew," "no Jews," (laughs) you know. And then eventually, what ends up happening three weeks straight in this camp, and next thing you know, my son is a racist. Well, he lives in he lives in Ames, Iowa, so that was pretty much going to happen anyway. But Guardy was was this the was this the uh, was this the the second line item or the first line item? Because we we got to keep it moving, buddy. No, I think honestly, I'm done with line items uh, for the thing. Um, uh, yeah, I'm done. I'm ready to get into this topic. Good, because we've got four people here. We've got to. We kind of have to get through everyone's hot takes and everyone's picks. Marissa, we've changed the format a little bit, and this is for Marissa, and this is for. I think we discussed it on the last podcast, but 
Um, we've changed it up. So we used to do as many honorable mentions as we wanted to honorably mention, but we sort of figured out that that can really get off the rails, especially when you're doing baseball movies, sci-fi movies, high school movies. They can just go on and on forever. So we've limited right. ourselves to three honorable mentions and three top picks. So that's where we're at now. I'm happy to go first, but... Wait, wait. Before anyone goes, if someone says yours, but yours is in the top three, don't even say anything. Okay. Because then we're going to go into into all our top threes without knowing each other's any of them. Okay? Okay. Okay, so if if someone mentions a movie that's in your top three, don't say anything. Don't say anything. Okay. Easy. Or you can say, oh, I heard the movie. Like, just, just don't... You know what I'm saying. Just don't give it away. Because then we can go into our... Because t- then if we don't do that, we go into our top threes and like mine, I had like one left. Like Jim's... Like it's all, you know, let's go even. We're you even. know what I... You know my favorite thing about this podcast is it's just the professionalism. It's just... Right? I love you it. You know, we're literally talking about how to structure the podcast on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the editing, the editing skills of James Davis. Yeah, well... Yeah, maybe I'll take some of that out. Maybe I'll leave it in. I got to laugh, so I'll probably leave that one in. Um, JP, I want to hear your 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 honorable mentions and then your top three. Well, no, no, sure. Not honor timeout. It's just his honorable mentions. We're not listening to his top three yet, are we? We're just going to wait for all our top threes. It's going to be like a it's like a build up. Oh, I is, get it. I get. It. So what you're saying is we do all our top or all of our honorable mentions now, and then after our honorable mentions, we do our top threes. Yes. Okay. Um, so my honorable mentions. <clears throat> Um, again, it was, and Justin brought this up, and I think it's a, a great point. Trying to come up with only six pieces of content for this list was really hard. I, I think the topic is very rich. Uh, so uh, I'll start with my honorable mentions, and I and I feel bad to the the late great John Hughes. Oh yeah. Uh, but two of his films made my honorable mentions, but none of them made my top three. Uh, so wow. that's a little bit of a tease for everyone. Um, so. In my honorable mentions, the first movie I have is The Breakfast Club. Yeah, um, of course. Yeah, and it's it's kind of odd because that movie came out in 1985, so six years before I was born, but <laughs> it, it still feels very fresh and relevant to my high school experience. Um, you know, a, a smattering of kids... Uh, from different backgrounds, you know, like Molly Ringwald plays the rich girl who loves to shop, which, like, skipping class to go shop is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard, but God bless John Hughes, it works in this movie. Um, <laughs> I feel that. You know, I understand yeah, that. Yeah, it it, it's like, you can't wait till 3 p.m. to go shop, like, is the mall really hopping at 12? Like, I don't know. Um, I, I thought the casting of Judd Nelson as, as John Bender was awesome, even though his career ended up kind of being somewhat strange. Um, interestingly enough, I, you know me, I like to do research for films. Nicolas Cage and John Cusack were also considered uh, for John Bender. And I just don't know if either of them would have done it as well. I I don't um, think so either. I think Cusack might have nailed it. Um, I don't think Cage would have nailed it. Cage is just too too weird. Um, all of his dialogue is either whispered or screamed. So <laughs> <laughs> that's a difficult one. But no, I think I think Cusack might have nailed it. But you're right, Judd Judd Nelson in that role was was absolute casting perfection. And you're like his his career went sideways. I'm like, dude, he fell off the earth. Like, what happened to that guy? Yeah, and then um, 
I look. You cannot possibly mention this film without talking about "Don't You Forget About Me." Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Which which, which may be one of the greatest closing sequences in a film ever. Um, and you know, and Jim, you're you're a child of the '80s, and and I, and I wonder like if this film coming out in 1985 for you or '86, no, it was '85, excuse me, would have had more of an impact on you in the moment than it did for me, you know, later in my life, the first time I saw it. I, it's it's kind of hard to watch a piece of content that came out before you were born and feel so connected to it, but that's that's kind of the case with this movie. Well, let me just let me just address that. Um, yes, you are one hundred percent correct. I was uh, in. I was transfixed by the Breakfast Club. I probably have seen that high school movie more than any other high school movie that has ever been made. Um, I wanted to desperately be John Bender in high school, um, uh, and uh, my my rebellious streak definitely came out in my high school years. So yeah, it was it was uh, it was foundational to me, um, and I'll get into that later on. But ju- uh, I'll let you continue with your list, JP. Yeah, sure. Uh, my next honorable mention, uh, again, also John Hughes and uh, the, the late, great John Hughes, um, uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yep. Uh, interestingly enough, and part of the reason I wanted to kind of mention these back-to-back is that they were both filmed at the same building. It's, a, it's like an old abandoned high school that John Hughes somehow got an angle on. He was able to save a ton of money by doing these limited location shoots. Um, which is a, a really interesting thing, you know, thing to, to kind of look at. Um, Didn't then, they say that the that the the parade scene in Ferris Bueller's Day Off isn't that like one of the most expensive scenes that John Hughes has ever filmed, or is that incorrect? Um, I'm not sure about that actually. I would, uh, I'd have to go back and look. I I I, I did look into the Wrigley Field scene, um, yeah. which. It's kind of crazy. Uh, you know, a, a weird thing of history, uh, any kids out there listening, they were playing the Montreal Expos in that game. That team no longer exists. Um, <laughs> and then um, uh, an interesting thing is that in that particular baseball season, uh, the Braves and the Expos both wore these, like, powder blue uniforms on the road. Um, so you would have no idea that the game in the pizza parlor – so when the principal goes to the pizza parlor and they're playing the Cubs on TV versus the game when Ferris Bueller is actually at the ballpark are actually different games. Stands to reason. Yes. I, you, you, are the, you are the only... Well, not, you're probably not the only person who knows that, but when, when it came to the Ferris Bueller stuff, I knew that you were like, well, I got I to gotta do a lot of research about the baseball game. <laughs> I got to do a lot of research <laughs> yeah. about Wrigley Field. Um, and then just like the, the, the Abe Froman thing at the, the sausage place, or not even the sausage place, like the fancy French restaurant where he's the, the sausage king of Chicago. It's, <laughs> right. it's a delightfully wacky film. Love um, that scene. Yeah, and then I, I think actually my favorite thing about that movie, um, and it's kind of a, I don't know, maybe one of those things where, you know, the, the weird JP comes out is that Alan Ruck as Cameron Fry might be the most depressed seventeen-year-old yes. or eighteen-year-old I have ever seen in my life. He's great. He kills I that mean, part. Yeah, it, it's astonishing. Like, and then the fact that, like, for some reason, he's a he's a Chicagoan, but he's a Detroit Red Wings fan. Like, it's 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 very confusing to me. Um, <laughs> Dude, when he's and, in the when he's in his car, like debating with himself whether to go over to Ferris Bueller's house. Yes. 
<laughs> so he's like screaming and, and laying on the horn. I'm like, oh my god. And then, okay. and then the and then the last thing I'm I'm gonna say that Charlie Sheen's 92nd appearance. Mm-hmm. Oh, iconic. Is, Maybe one of the best cameos of the 1980s. Is just uh, I mean absolutely stunning. I, I and and that, and that's back when I guess Charlie Sheen was kind of on top of the world. Um, and then the fact too that like Jennifer Grey who. You know, ended up having a, a crazy career herself with, you know, Dirty Dancing and 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 her and like her and Charlie Sheen just sharing this like weird ninety second romance in a police station is pretty amazing. I, yeah, it's really an incredible thing in the movie. I and mean, like she was in Red Dawn too. Like I, I shouldn't forget that role. Um, Wolverine. Like, yeah, it just just a really cool movie. And and again, I, I'm sad that John Hughes didn't crack my top three, but. I think it's still worth mentioning that he absolutely ruled the 80s. Um, you, you cannot have a conversation about the high school movie genre without it heavily, heavily featuring John Hughes. It's it's almost impossible. Um, and, and for the sake of time, I'll, I'll move on to my, my third honorable mention, and that is uh, Dead Poets Society. Oh, God. Um, Sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Great one. Uh, of of all the films that we've talked about, probably or, or I've talked about, I shouldn't say we because it's only been me so far. Um, probably the most uh, awarded film. Uh, so it won a BAFTA award for best film. Um, uh, the gentleman who wrote the film, his name was Tom Schulman. He won the Academy Award for best original screenplay, which is a uh, you know a, a very prestigious honor in the in the Academy Awards. And then. Look, Robin Williams is is passed away sadly, and I and I think that might be uh, some of the uh, feeling that 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 the public has for the movie. But this is one of my favorite movies of all time, and it's the high school angst part of it. It's boarding school, which is the literal opposite of anything that I've ever experienced. So you know, rich white guys all living in a dorm, like playing grab ass and like towel whip. Is that what it is? I don't even know what it is. Excuse me, I. Yes. I went to boarding. I, I went to boarding school. Huge flex, Massachusetts. Oh. No big deal. Yeah, not not a big oh. deal at all. Sixty nine thousand dollars a year. Not a definitely coming of age film that doesn't have to do with skipping school or buying clothes. It's beautifully written. It's acted so well. These kids are what fifteen through eighteen, maybe twenty two. I don't know, but they kill their roles. Young Ethan Hawke, young um, Neil. Who's he? Uh, Robert Sean Leonard. Yep just going on to have prolific careers and these guys were just amazing and then robin williams in like a scaled back role just talking about english and poetry all day like it's amazing it brings me to tears thinking about it and i love that you picked this movie love it guardy we're gonna we're gonna keep you uh in our pocket for now marissa i know you got short notice on this one we were still trying to figure out your audio stuff do you have yeah. honorable mentions, or do you have yeah. a top three? Okay. No, I have a couple, but I'll keep them short and sweet. And it's really not so much about the analytical side of it. It's how these movies make me feel. And so I kind of went with that. Um, the first yeah. one is Dazed and Confused. Done. Yep. Yeah. So I remember watching this, and I had no idea what was happening You know, as a younger person in high school. And then now that I'm older and pushing, you know, 100 years old, it really hits. (laughs) Like going to parties, like smoking weed, like, I don't know, just doing nothing, driving around, finding something to do. It hits now as opposed to, you know, in 1993 when it came out and 
I had no idea what any of that was all about. But I love it, and I love watching the old Austin and saying, oh, I've been there, oh, I've been there, oh, I've been there, and I just, I love it. Yeah, for sure. That's that's a fun thing to watch as, a, as an Austinite. Um, and then all, all the stuff that is there and isn't there, you know, the, the top notch and, and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and then McConaughey's, obviously, his our, our next governor. Yes. Uh, his, uh, his first movie. <laughs> Um, and that's always that's always cool. And the all right, all right, all right, which has become this iconic thing over the course of the past, you know, thirty years or twenty years. Um, right, and it, it's and it all started deal. right there. Yeah, for sure. Woody Woody Wooderson, great great movie, great high school movie too. Yeah, the, I think as far as like encapsulates my high school experience, and I know that this has kind of spoke more to you later in life, Marissa. Mm-hmm. But the driving around with nothing to do, waiting to see who has a party, where the party's going to be, yeah. showing up to people's houses and their parents opening the door. Um, thinking that there's going to be a party there, and then ending up just drinking in the woods um, yes. is uh, was very quintessential my my uh, rural Pennsylvania high school experience for sure. I love it. What's next? My next one, and you'll love this, guys, is Clueless. Oh, uh, great! great man. Are y'all okay? Oh. <laughs> yeah. So oh. Clueless is actually in my honorable mention as well. So I'm gonna nice. snap. Good work, um, guys. I mean, Cher Horowitz, amazing. First of all, Alicia Silverstone in this is just gorgeous and beautiful, and I wanted to be her. And her hair, she was like a Barbie. She dressed in the perfect outfits. And everything about this movie, I wanted to be, and I wanted to live in that life. And even if it was just for an hour, just shopping, having a blast with your friends, driving around with your Jeep, trying to get your road test, it's just perfection. <laughs> and, you know, making out with your half-brother, introduction of Paul Rudd. I mean, there's so many little nuggets in there. Love it. That is very true. That did also happen the, in that movie. I forgot about that. The late Brittany Murphy <laughs> plays... Uh, yes, introduction uh, of Ty. Mm-hmm. Yes. There was actually uh, a lot of people. Brittany, uh, Stacey Dash, Donald Faison, yes. wasn't it? Yep. Yes. It's it's kind of strange because we've brought up a lot of dead people, but uh, but no, Brittany Murphy in that movie was was awesome. So and, funny. Yeah, it's 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 kind of sad to think that her her career and life were, were cut short. Obviously. Well, when watching yeah. that movie, like Marissa said, it's like it's what you wanted it to be because in California she was rich, had the Jewish father. I don't necessarily know if you want a Jewish father, but. Um, <laughs> 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 you might. <laughs> but wait, we, okay, uh, man. This, okay, but uh, continue. <laughs> uh, Keep going. Yeah, I mean that's why that's why I chose it um, because it. And I'll get into mine later, but I picked mine based off of like where I was then and like the enjoyment and the watchability. So mine's a little bit different, but um, that's definitely my honorable mention. Great film, great film, Marissa. Do you have one more for us? You know, this was a TV series. It's the original 90210. Oh, well, you, I mean, uh, come on. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I learned how to, like, kiss and how to, like, skinny dip in a pool, like, over these scenes. Not like I ever did those things, but it's, like, something that I aspired to do. I, I wanted to, like, be a towel boy at the country club while everyone's, like, oiled <laughs> up playing volleyball. You know, that's kind of what I wanted to do. Thanks, so, 90210. And then Jason Priestley and Luke Perry single-handedly brought back oh, the yeah. pump. The pompadour and the sideburns. That, they that. ruled the 90s. I, I did, they were so beautiful. Like, pick one. It was either Dylan or uh, Brandon. And, yeah. you Brandon. know, it's almost like it's always a Brandon, for sure. But then Jenny uh, Garth. Jenny Garth. Oh, yeah. Was, 
Wasn't she? I saw Jenny Garth at Tiffany and Co. the other day, and by the other day, I mean a few years ago. (laughs) But she was beautiful. In Austin, diamond rings like NBD. Yes. Um, There's a a Tiffany in Austin. (laughs) Yeah. In the domain. domain. Yeah, there's one in the domain. Yeah, it was that uh, Formula One weekend. So she was just in there with her people, just picking out jewelry. It was great. There was also Ian Ziegler. Or whatever I can't pronounce his name. Ian Ziering. I know, actually, Ziering. he pronounces it. He pronounces it. Ian. Ian. Yeah, Ian. yeah. That was a di- that was a dynamic cast. I mean, that was in my like honorable honorable mention. It could very well have been in an honorable or even top three. I've seen a lot of those. Uh, probably God. almost most of it. Let's. Can, can Guys, I could I could go down the nine hundred two one zero rabbit hole all day, but I got to keep things moving. Um, all right, oh, Justin, come on, we need we need we need to keep this rolling, guys. Yeah. So as you know, my picks are not going to be conventional picks. They're going to be attract more of the audience of uh, you know the more fun people in this society. You know, not trash bags. Well, yeah, kind of. And that's why we're touching base on on all all you know um, demographics. So my other honorable mention is going to be Boy Meets World. Uh, oh. Topanga, Corey Matthews, Sean Hunter, Eric Matthews. I love the Topanga, Corey Matthews because Topanga would never have fucked Corey Matthews in real life. Sean Hunter, <laughs> uh, who's like a badass, um, and then so Eric, cool. who was the uh, was the uh, um, the older brother. But it, I was in love with Topanga. She got a little ugly as she grows older. So does everyone else. But it is what it is. She's <laughs> never gonna listen. She, Did you just say Danielle Fisher is got ugly? Are you? I kidding? mean, you her peak. Okay, anyways, forget the track. <laughs> the point is, I used to love watching it. It was on TGIF, which is every Friday. JP, you might be a little too young. Jim, you are probably a little too old for that with Step by Step, Boy Meets World. <laughs> um, are you kidding well, me, dude? Family Matters. Uh, oh, yeah. So, that's right in my wheelhouse, dude. I love it. So that's my number. That's my other honorable mention. And here's my other one. And this is, this is where it starts with... The oh wow! I saw this movie pretty, I don't know recently, probably within two three years. It is top five funniest movies I've ever seen because I love the dynamic. Booksmart. Booksmart. <laughs> yeah. Booksmart's going to be honorable mention for me. Beanie Feldstein and Caitlin Deaver. They work perfectly together. I wish I could be in that movie with Beanie Feldstein. I feel like we'd be friends. Very funny. <laughs> in my honorable mention. When you when you watched that for the first time, I was actually kind of shocked. But you were like, "Dude, it's great. Watch it. It's very funny." Yeah. And I was res- I resisted for a little while, um, and then I finally watched it, and you were absolutely correct. It is a very funny movie. Um, great high school, great kind of like end of high school, end of an era movie where they're trying to kind of you know capture everything that they missed in high school um, in like their final weeks. It's good, but just the humor and the way. Who, Beanie do you Feldstein. know who directed that? Do you know who directed that film? Yeah, it's, gonna, uh, she, she's an actress. I can't remember what her name yeah. is. Yeah, uh, Olivia nice Wilde. Yeah, yeah. Olivia no way. First. Yes, yeah. Olivia Wilde in her directorial debut. That is that is a a hell of a film to have as your first. I, I think Beanie Feldstein. I think she's hysterical. She's very funny. Um, Jonah Hill's sister, by the way. Uh, if you didn't know that, I don't know if you guys knew. You know. No, we I did didn't know. know that actually. Yeah. Jonah Feld, Feldstein is his real name. He goes by Jonah Hill, but his sister is Beanie Beanie Feldstein. That's his. That's his little sister yeah. who he wow. he he absolutely adores. That's like he talks about her all the time. Like he just he can't say enough great things about her. Because and then the other girl her. just started popping up in movies after that. The one about uh, Netflix where she was raped. I can't remember what it was called. Uh, <laughs> all of the movies on Netflix. 
Um, so those are my honorable mentions. I'm not giving you these banger ones. I'm telling you what my honorable mentions are. I'm not, I'm not making an honorable mention for just to please the audience. This is my honorable mention. Done. All right. Well, here are mine. Heathers. Anybody got Ooh, me on Heathers? Good one. Yeah. Christian Slater, Winona Ryder, uh, that chick from 90210. 90210, by the way, is my second honorable mention, so I think uh, I overlapped with, the, with you, Marty. I think I made a good case for it earlier when I said I, w- I was lurking around 90210 parties in high school. Um, <laughs> but but very foundational. I wanted to, this was back when I had hair, but I wanted to have the pompadour and the sideburns. I wanted it all. You um, had it all. You had it all. I, I, I did have it all. I was thin. I was tan. I had a pompadour with sideburns. The, my whole life was in front of me. Now look wow. at me. <laughs> I want a podcast that nobody listens to with you guys. <laughs> and you look um, like a poor man's KKK. And you look like a poor man's KKK member. <laughs> oh. I prefer. I feel like I'm more of a three percenter. Like people see me and they think I'm a three percenter. Oh, by uh, the way, you did have a three percenter over at Thanksgiving, but we won't get into that. How you didn't invite me, but you invited someone in three percent. That's not. We'll talk about that. That's for another podcast. That's for no. I. I invited you to Thanksgiving, and then I and then I rescinded my invite at the very last moment. That's what I did. Why so, would you do that? Uh, because I don't want him at my house. I, okay. <laughs> um, my, my last honorable mention is, and the only reason I'm, I'm picking this is is One Tree Hill. Um, the re- and this this goes from high school all the way into college, post college. This show is on forever. But the reason why I picked it is because they they selected one of my songs to be on this show, for and sure. I and I just and I literally two days ago got a royalty check for five hundred bucks. Um, thanks to the the folks at One Tree Hill, the music supervisor that picked my song to be on the show. So had to pick One Tree Hill. Had to give it a shout out. Thank you guys. The money came in handy over the years. I appreciate it. Would you follow I, that? I, like, would they have to? Would they have to send you money? If they didn't send you money, would you even know that they owe you money? Yeah, because I, I actually have a, a company that I go through that's a publishing company, um, and they they publish all my music for me. So if, if somebody published it without their okay and my okay, then th- their lawyers would go after them. Hmm. Okay, oh, I, dude, I'm, I, I'm very well connected, Cardi. I There is one thing about One Tree Hill I do want to say. Hmm. The one-on-one basketball scene in the very first episode. Yeah. You know, Guardi and you talk about, hey, we want our shows to start off with bangers, with action. That one-on-one hmm. basketball scene is awesome. I agree. In the very first episode. and I've actually never seen the show. Really? Yeah. I had a girlfriend when I lived in Sacramento who had every like almost every season on DVD. Me too. So and had and we had no cable or or regular TV. <laughs> so we we literally started from the very beginning and watched like the first three seasons, and then we broke up and I stopped watching it. But yeah, my I, girlfriend I, had everything too. But I also I had cable because I didn't grow up completely poor like you did. So the, that's right. The that's other thing true. I would say too oh, yeah, about One Tree Hill is that Sophia Bush, <laughs> Sophia Bush was. Whew, Oh, oh my yeah. lord! Yeah, to like fifteen-year-old JP, she was oh my lanta. Yeah. She still is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, she she's still good. Oh my lanta is from that movie where they fake the Special Olympics, which is completely politically incorrect. That's where the, oh my lanta. Well, you know, thirty percent racist, fifteen percent whatever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That'll make you sad. Um, I have I have I have diabetes. I can talk about disabled people. Okay. That's Thanks. very true. That's- all right, guys. I don't want to be that guy, but you're, we're at the forty. Big. We're at the forty-minute mark, and we still right. have to hit all of our top threes. So let's run three so, first. Number three first. Start with JP. So everybody does just their number three. I like yeah. it. JP, go. All right, we're just doing our number three. Uh, yeah. Okay, my number three 
is Dazed and Confused. Done. Uh, I think this is his magnum opus. And I'm not even sure that it's a discussion. And it's not. It, this is his best movie by a lot. Yeah, and another thing I would mention, Jim, you, you talked about how this is his uh, first film role. The way that he got this film role is that him and Linklater got absolutely wasted in a bar together and then got kicked out. And Linklater told him, hey, I'm filming a movie. Do you want to be in it? Uh, and that's how McConaughey actually got the role. Uh, yeah. Which is very well, very well known story in, in Austin. I think McConaughey's told it uh, numerous times about how he got the role, and he just kind of you know slacked his you know slunk his way in there. He just got drunk and was like, "I'll make a margarita that'll knock your socks <laughs> off, man." And they were like, "We gotta cast this guy. He's handsome." But he, to Linklater's credit, um, McConaughey has turned into uh, a fine actor, and he also is when you're that good looking. You get put in shit. Like, when you're walking oh, yeah. down the street and you're that good looking, people are like, put that guy in a commercial, put him in a movie. So, yeah, that's what happens when you're really handsome. Yeah, and, oh, Marissa, sorry, I feel like you're about to make a point. Oh, no, I was just about to agree. Um, you hear those stories about females walking down the street and being like, you have to be the next top model. Well, you know, I wouldn't know anything about that, but yes, Matthew McConaughey, you're in the movie. Continue. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the last thing I, I want to say about that film, and not to give any shine to. Um, you know, a different piece of content on the internet. Uh, the Ringer.com, which is Bill Simmons' website, they recently did an oral history of this film, uh, maybe like eight or nine months ago, where they even got Ben Affleck to to, to like do an interview. It, it's really a great read. So if, if it's in the movie, I, I'd go check that out. Again, it was on the Ringer.com. Uh, but yeah, that's that's my number three. So uh, I'll pass it on to whoever's next for their third place movie. Marissa, my third place movie. Well, this will be easy because it's Ferris Bueller's Day Off. <laughs> I had to keep that zipped lip. It just makes you feel so good. You're laughing, you're crying, you're dancing in the streets. I just love how everyone plays hooky and then all of a sudden he turns it into something a little bit more, a little bit more special. Again, the Cubs, the car, Cameron in the bed. It's like one of my favorite memes um, to send people. So it's just, it's amazing. I love it. So two scenes in that movie we didn't talk about last time, and I'll just mention them very quickly. The scene in the museum where it's just music oh. and Cam Cameron staring, that yeah. is like, that is such a, it's, it's so beautiful. great for two reasons. One is it, the music is beautiful. The way it's shot is amazing. Um, it shows kind of what a great museum experience is like, the whimsy of it with the kids walking through. And then also when you really connect with a work of art and yes. just how it can kind of get into your soul. They captured, uh, use captured that on film so well. They it's did. so great. Yes. And then uh, and then Cameron beating the shit out of the car at the end and then it going through the window and just like sort of the horror on his face and then when he realizes like fuck my daddy's an asshole I'm going to I'm going to talk to him and tell him what an asshole he is. Mm -hmm. It's uh it's uh, cathartic. It's great. So yeah, anyway, Justin, what's your third pick? Okay, so this is based on when it came out and the age I was. Uh, this is uh, going to be probably the scariest movie I've seen based on age timing Scream. Oh, dude. Oh. Phenomenal pick. Phenomenal. When Scream came out, I never forget. It was uh, Drew Barrymore opening scene. And then the whole movie just twists, turns, Dewey, David Arquette. Then you got Nev Campbell. And then you got this Dewey sister. And then, and then it's uh, Matthew Lillard. And then Skeet Ulrich, I believe, is the other one. And those two are the killers. But then there's Jamie Kennedy, who they thought was the killer. Mm -hmm. Great movie. Scream, 
phenomenal. I think Scream might be like a top five scary movie of all time, to be honest with you. I agree. I agree. It is. It is. Everyone loved that movie. It was. There's something. It walks a great line between. It actually is genuinely scary in in a few parts, but it also has that sort of winking knowledge. Of that Bob haircut she had and that white sweater. O M G. So. Yes. So that that's my number three. What about you, Jim? What do you got? Uh, can't wait to hear this one. It's like Saving Private Ryan's. You are going to hate it, and I think it's going to be probably lesser known in this group of youngsters, but uh, Say Anything is my number three oh, pick. Oh, that's a great one. John, a one. John Cusack, Ione Skye. Uh, he's the kind of a weirdo high school kid who, who gets the guts to ask out the, the super popular. Uh, Cusack's in it too, only for a few scenes, but Joan Cusack, if she, even if she's in a movie for 10 seconds, she steals the show. She's amazing. She's um, amazing. JP, let's hear number two. Number two uh, for me, wow, I I, <laughs> I I have a feeling that Guardi's going to judge me, and that's okay. Uh, it's actually a documentary. I like oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Is it like I, oh, oh my god. No, it's 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 the 1994 American documentary Hoop Dreams. All right. Oh. Okay. Um All right. All okay. Right. And let me actually um, went back and and watched this a few months ago, not knowing that this was going to be a a topic of discussion. And it's kind of a hard watch now. The, the the movie's kind of long. I, I I think I uh it's like two and a half hours, which for a documentary is whew, it's really long. But these families are struggling, and they've pinned so much hope on these kids making it to the NBA or getting a college scholarship. Um, it, it's really a crazy film to watch. Um, I, I I have never seen it, to, and I'm ashamed to say that I've never seen it um, because uh, you know I remember when it was released and all the hoopla hoopla. Sorry, um, <laughs> all of the well done, all of the yes. yeah, all of the all the fanfare that was around the release of it and how how great it was. Um, I will have to go back and look at it, but you know the nice I do love a I love a good thoughtful pick. Way to go, JP. Marissa, what do you got for number two? Well, following that, it's kind of uh, embarrassing, but uh, my number two pick is Better Off Dead. Oh, dude, another Cusack classic. Yes, yes. yes. So you went from inner city kids, you know, trying to make ends meet and doing everything that they can for their future, um, playing basketball and, you know, representing their whole families. Uh, John Cusack is just trying to kill himself the entire movie. <laughs> Because his girlfriend broke up with him yes. for the captain of the ski team. So, yeah. again, I went on watchability, turned it on, I have to watch. And, of course, Jim and I, we quote this all the time. I say Peru instead of Perrier, like, yesterday. <laughs> it's just so amazing. So many inside jokes that I just, you know, it's it's classic for me. I mean, the the Japanese kids <laughs> learning to speak English by From Howard Cosell. Cosell. Yeah, yeah it is unbelievable. And you know, I, I I would make an argument that, and now granted, the 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 cultural struggles are different, but we shouldn't minimize the experiences of of suburban kids. The, in the suburban 80s. white kid, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, and I know, like, oh, people are gonna roll their eyes and be like, oh my god, you're talking about hoop dreams and like what those kids went through, and then, you know, what suburban white kids went through in the eighties. But like, the, the struggles are still unique for a teenager. Right, and, and and I think that's part of the reason that I was so drawn to the John Hughes films, even though they didn't make my top three. 
I don't think we can dismiss those struggles. I, I think they're unique and, and have a place in, in discussion That's in, a fair in a point. podcast like this. That's a fair point. Meanwhile, Lane is daydreaming and there's claymation burgers that are dancing oh, yeah. around. So I know that that's a struggle for sure as compared <laughs> to the hoop dream struggle. <laughs> but you make a valid point for sure. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think what he's saying is depression is should be yeah. taken seriously if you're actively trying to kill yourself. I think Elaine's was uh, less of actively trying to do it, more of like a uh, cry for help. Um, but, you know, once he got his Camaro fixed up, everything was all good. Oh, yeah, and then the pure snow, they just, yes. it's free. <laughs> <laughs> this is pure snow. Yes, um, yes. J- Justin, what do we got number two? I know uh, yours is a banger. You've been talking about it all week. I'm, I'm shocked this isn't an honor. Well, I know, because you guys are trying to all act all like uh, intelligent and like sophisticated and pulling these movies out of your ass like this is an obvious one. This came, remember, this came out in 99. I was 13. We were starting to jerk off. American Pie. First of all. Oh. Oh, not great movie. Nothing wrong with American Pie. Well, um, it's also the reason it wouldn't. If it came out today, it wouldn't necessarily be in my top. But it came out literally. I was thirteen, so it was the movie was focused on sex. It was basically, it was like a heaven. The movie, I, so <laughs> you know, um, it was just basically yeah, was everything they were going through is what is what like I was kind of going through or like I wanted to go through and like you know it was like. And so it came out at the perfect time. Um, so, you know, timing is everything. It's not, I'd probably be in my honorable mention. It's gotta be, it's a cult classic. I actually just looked at it. It uh, it got 945 million from the box office. I mean, yeah, it was a, you. that's why there's been like 17 sequels to it. And there's been like 900 spinoffs. American <laughs> Pie was a huge, huge movie at the time. And it also kind of restarted the, the high school sex comedy. Um, genre yeah. all over again you know sort of the the porkies and stuff in the in the 70s and 80s american pie was sort of the new porkies and there were a lot of other movies that came out of that like van wilder to a lesser extent but all of the sort of national lampoon movies that were yeah, sure. about high school um great pick guardy uh great okay. pick everybody D- number twos were uh number threes were awesome number twos were awesome my number two is rushmore um i oh, make excellent. no I make no bones about this. Uh, Wes Anderson's second movie, and arguably kind of the start of when he got really stylized with his movie making. Um, it is, uh, I love the soundtrack. I love the acting. Uh, it was the breakout role for uh, young Jason Schwartzman. Bill Murray is amazing in it. Um, it's, just, it's just a great cast, great soundtrack, great writing, so stylized and cool. It's this little Baroque uh, piece and uh, and JP was filmed in Houston, so there you go. Yes, I I was literally about to mention that. You know my love for the city of Houston. Absolutely. I have a I have a question for you, actually, Jim, about hmm. Wes Anderson and Rushmore. Is Bill Murray Wes Anderson's muse? Yes, he started in that movie and has been in basically everything else he's done since then. Um, and he just the the Bill Murray subtlety plays so well into what Wes Anderson does, which is the dialogue is subtly hilarious and the set pieces are so micromanaged and Baroque that he just kind of perfectly fits into that. He's like a, like a rumpled sort of uh, perfect comedic actor that just, that just fits so well with him. So yeah, I would say he is his muse. The, the other thing I want to make sure that we talk about this movie is that Brian Cox, who is yes. one of my underrated favorite actors, you know, he I think he's a great supporting actor. He was phenomenal in that film. 
Yes, he was. He's he's so good. Everyone is so good in that. That was that is Wes Anderson at the height of his powers. Everything he did after that, and I, this might be sacrilege to some people, I feel like was a, a lesser experiment. I mean, the Royal Tenenbaums being you know kind of great, and the Life Aquatic, but everything after that, I, I didn't love as much. Um, anyway, beside the point, we got to get to our number ones. We are coming up on the one hour mark. I definitely want everyone to have enough time to speak about their pick. But I also don't want to be editing this until Wednesday next week. Well, Jim, there's, so, not, a ta- there's I, not a time I, limit. <clears throat> hey, just like in Hamlet, okay, uh, brevity for brevity's sake, I am ready. I love it. JP, hit us with the brevity pick. Hit us with the top pick. <laughs> uh, my top pick, and uh, just like last week, this is not a 1A and 1B. This is a 1 and a very clear 2. My first pick is Mean Girls. Wow. Uh, done. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was in my That's that was on my. That was on my. No. List. No. Yeah. Continue. Yeah. Okay. So uh, uh, let's consider. Uh, like Justin talked about with American Pie, I was 13 years old when Mean Girls came out, and Lindsay Lohan was so insanely hot. Yeah. Height of her career. Mike Adams was like 25. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, Lacey Shupper was I don't know like maybe like 22 or something I used to Amanda, love her she's from uh, Party of Five yeah. right wasn't she from Amanda Party Amanda Sifrid, uh I think she was probably in her her uh, early to mid 20s at that point Amy Poehler plays uh, a great role the cool mom <laughs> she's the cool mom yeah, yeah I, I, and then there's so many quotable memeable moments I'm not a mom I'm not a regular mom I'm a cool mom yeah. Um, oh, <laughs> October third was the date, or the limit does not exist. Yes. Uh, yeah. Swedish nutrition bars. Like, there's literally a <laughs> thousand. Team. Yes. I mean, there's like a thousand things in that movie. And then, personally, for me, and if she ever listens to this podcast, Casey Connect was like my middle school crush. We had like some <laughs> swim like party at her house. And literally, like, 40 people piled into her family's living room with, like, a 30-inch TV, and we watched this movie. This movie, like, perfectly encapsulates, I think, like, my age group. Um, And then I I want to make sure, a special mention again, that Lindsay Lohan is insanely (laughs) hot in this movie. Been covered. We got it. We understand. Super hot. Great pick. Mean Girls is a fantastic movie. I love that, JP. Very well thought. I love your top three. I love the thoughtfulness. Jim, yours is probably like Saving Private Ryan, not even in high school. It doesn't make something, but no. I, JP, great, great pick. All right. All right. Marissa, Marissa, please hit us, yeah. hit us with the number one. Marissa had the sure. least amount of time to think about this, so you know we got we to gotta pull our punches on this one. Yeah, no, this will be short and sweet because I groaned because my number one pick is Mean Girls. Oh, uh, let's go. Yep, right. and this is why. All of the things that you said, yes, are correct. However, for me personally as a female – it perfectly personifies what it is like to be a female in high school or college and the cliques. There's the cool girls, there's the bitches, there's the rich ones, there's the jocks, there's the weirdos. It is perfect when it comes to the breakdown of a society that happens within a high school environment. And so the fact that it was just so blatantly obvious and black and white of how this kind of works and the dynamics is really what's great. And then of course you throw in Tina Fey, who is hilarious. We have um, Tim Meadows as the principal with the bat. Oh, yeah. So yes. great. So great. Of course, uh, Amy Poehler being the cool mom. Um, then, I, I don't know. It's just, it's 
perfect. And it's one of those watchables where you turn it on, it's on, and that's what I'm doing for the rest of the day. It's great. For sure. Agreed. It is a very watchable movie. It's a very funny movie. Um, great picks, Justin, Marissa, JP. I, or I'm sorry, Justin. I know you've got a you've got a banger for us. No, it's, it's, the not, number. it's not necessarily a banger. The fact that none of you schmoes even mentioned this is an honorable mention. Eighty six episodes, right through the '90s, Saved by the Bell, hands down number one. Oh, hands <laughs> That's down. Obvious. You got you got Screech, who you know, rest in peace, would have never been friends with them anyway. You got AC Slater, who hasn't aged <laughs> hasn't aged a day. Zach, phenomenal looking. Lisa Turtle, who's actually racist now, I think. I think she was like, <laughs> which is interesting. You got Jesse, who's doing the caffeine pills, which is really probably Adderall, but it was a kid best show. Epi- best episode ever. Oh, yeah. Um, and then Mr. Belding. And the fact, and you guys talked about the watchability factor from uh, last episode. I've literally seen probably all 86 episodes, and I don't even know if that's including the one where we're on the beach with Leah Romini. I'm going to finish off on this with the, with the Save by the Bell. I literally have watched every episode, watchability, every morning. It was on like 6 in the morning. It was basically on all the time. I would literally watch every episode. I don't even care if I've seen it. Just continue to watch it. I wanted to be Zach because he was probably crushing pussy back then. But the funny thing is is that <laughs> the, funny, the funny thing about Zach is like A.C. Slater is the real stud. Like look at him now. He hasn't aged a day. Oh, for sure. Like, and, and Zach, Mark Paul Gosselier, he's got, like, black hair. They're both pretty great. They're both good. And then you got Screech, and you always have to add Screech because the nerd, you know. And, and then Kelly um, was obviously was gorgeous back then. She rivals Lindsay Lohan Mean Girls. I mean, Kelly Kapowski. It's not even comparable, and I am not even a lesbian person. Kelly Kapowski is a thousand times hotter than Lindsay Kelly Lohan. Ka- Kelly Kapowski uh, probably was a lot of young men's first crush um, on screen uh, because it was a show that was kind of wholesome. So even the kids that had like really restrictive television parents, my parents were not like that. I was allowed to watch whatever I wanted because I was the fourth kid. But <laughs> a lot of kids were only only allowed to watch Saturday morning like TV. Like Saturday morning t- TV was Saved by the Bell and a bunch of cartoons. And mm. and you got Kelly Kapowski on there in a cheerleader outfit. I mean, you know yeah. this girl. This girl probably caused a lot of, you know, first-time boners in, in her day. <laughs> well, yeah, that, um, <laughs> and just, it's it just, <laughs> um, it's just phenomenal. And all, Lisa Turtle's actually not bad-looking, uh, which is interesting, but I think she's, like, part, like, Stacey Dash. I think they're both, like, Republicans. JP, you should know about this shit. You guys, you guys she's, she's a mess. She's a, it's Lisa a mess. Turtle. We don't want to get into it. And then yeah. Belding, I think Mr. Belding's dead, so him and Screech are both dead. Ooh. Rest I in think. peace. Rest in peace. I believe I could be making this up, Mr. Belding. If you ever listen to this, um, you probably don't because we only have two lesbians and Braxton as our followers. <laughs> uh, but that, I'm shocked that that's not any of your honorable mentions because I think honestly it might be the greatest high school show uh, of all time right now, based on like watchability. It was always on. You're right. It's great for kids. It's it's, it's nostalgic for adults. It's got it all, Justin. I completely agree. That is a great number one. Uh, my number one is The Breakfast Club. I didn't say it when it was brought up initially, uh, but yep. I think my my reaction to JP's uh, honorable mention was pretty self-explanatory. Um, absolutely loved it. In high school, we watched that movie over and over and over again. Um, I've seen it well over 100 times. Uh, if you were to put it on today, I probably could recite every line along with the movie. Um, that's how much I like that movie. Uh, um, a good question, if you don't mind me asking, is was that on VHS? Oh yeah. Were you or or was it like on the 
What was it? The laser disc, right? That that was a thing in the eighties. How old are you, JP? JP's uh, like twenty-two. No, no, I turned thirty this year. Thank you. Oh, oh, do you really? Shit! I thought you were younger than that. Damn. I mean, come on! I just said shut enough to papa on the wine that I was drinking. Okay, like come <laughs> you on. did. Yeah. I thought you. I thought you just like mumbled something. That is that a real thing? Yeah, it's it's a Cotoron wine from France in a specific region where the the Pope used to be the Pope. And Avignon, France. So the the vineyards around that area are called Chateauneuf de Papa. So Marissa, you'll learn this about JP, but he um, pronounces everything. I think he thinks it's the right way, mm-hmm. and it probably is the right way. But he's in America, so it's always so. If you ask him, if you if you're sitting around drinking bubbly wine, he'll call it champagne. I- that we love about JP. Thought I'd throw it in. There. May I uh, uh, may I throw two movies out that I'm shocked were not named? Please, yeah. I'll probably edit sure. these out. But go ahead. Uh, Greece for one year. What we didn't kind of touch on in any of this stuff was, um, you know, what the actors feel like they're really that age. Like, everyone in Greece is, like, in their 40s. Right. You know I mean? like, <laughs> they are. Like, what is happening in this movie? Um, so when I was a kid, I watched it, and everyone who was old is just old, you know? Like, once you hit 20, you all everyone looked the same to me when I was, like, 9 or 10. But now that I'm 43 and I watch Greece, I'm like, holy shit, uh, Olivia Newton-John's, like, 43 in this movie. <laughs> Um, And then the other one that probably would have been, I thought, an honorable mention, but this would have been more on, like, my side because I'm, like, creative and you guys, is Varsity Blues. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, JP, I thought, (sighs) but JP's too intellectual for that. I don't know. No, that, I, 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 Jim talked about knowing every line to a movie. I know every single line to that movie. That has to, that Uh, had to be in your top, then. but we were limited to six, like right. That that's the hard part of this. Is, yeah. And guess what? I kind of like it about that. Like the the fact that we limited it. I mean. Yeah. Um, James Vanderbeek's accent in that movie though is really offensive to native Texans. <laughs> oh, Marissa, I, I don't, don't, I don't know want if you're native your Texan. laugh. Yes, yeah. Austin. It's a, it doesn't make sense. It, I'm out. Yeah, so I grew up in Houston, and his accent in that movie is wrong. Your tone of voice is wrong. This is your opportunity for you. It's probably the five percent. West Canaan may have been the opportunity of your lifetime. Honorable mention, but I don't want. Gordy, however, I do consider it. I do want to give you that one. I consider it. All right, Napoleon Dynamite. (laughs) You know what? You know what? I considered a lot of movies because this is a very you know dense field of great movies. Um, I mean, we didn't really even get into all of John Hughes' canon. Um, and we didn't really get into a lot of other movies. I mean, forget it. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I mean, that's one of the greatest high school movies of all time. But it just didn't make any of our top six. And that's just the way the cookie crumbles sometimes on the Top Guy podcast. Uh, speaking of which, it's time. It's that time again. We have to say goodbye. Uh, it's been a long time. I've got a lot of editing to do. There's a lot of uh, dropped off and a lot of weird shit that happened. But uh, I do want to say goodbye from the Top Guys movie podcast. Uh, this is Jim Davis. Singardi. This is John Paul Wichkowski. <laughs> 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 See you next time. <laughs>